0: This Tridio production is brought to you by the StarQuest Production Network and made possible by you, our listener. If you'd like to support the podcast, please visit tridio.com slash donate. You are listening to episode two of Everything I Learned from Disney. I'm your host, Father Roderick, a Catholic priest in the Netherlands, a huge Disney fan, and I'm joined today by Deborah Shaben. She has been a co-host on several other Disney-related shows. Um, we've done a show together called Secrets of Disney and then she was also a regular panel member on our Secrets of Once Upon a Time. Deborah, welcome on the show.
1: Hello, Father. Hello, listeners.
0: It's good to talk to you again.
1: Yes, it's- I'm so excited that you... Like, that was the best email I got all week. It's like, another Disney show. Yes.
0: <laughs> there we go. I'm super excited about this Disney show because it's it's Disney and it's different. It's something new. And we can talk about our passion for Disney and about our lives. And I think it's, it's, it's a very good chemistry. So I'm super excited yeah. to have you on the show because, well, for those of our listeners that don't know you, can you tell me a little bit about your background and your story with Disney?
1: Um... I knew from a very young age that I was going to work at Disney. I love to tell the story because it it's one of those moments in your life where um, you absolutely know something's going to happen and it hasn't happened yet, but you, you're pretty sure you're going to do it. Um, and I was 15 years old and it was Christmas Day and I went over to my uncle's house for Christmas dinner um, and he has, he had satellite. Back then it was satellite and that kind of tells you how old I am. And, and so we, we, you know, for the kids, they they put it on um, Disney Channel for us to watch. And um, so uh, I was sitting there watching, and, it, and I remember the program specifically was Muppets at Walt Disney World, <laughs> which I'm a big <laughs> Muppet fan too, almost bigger than Disney. And um, my dad was sitting behind, me. I was on the floor, and my dad was sitting behind me. And um, at one point, I just turned around and said, I'm going to work there. And I turned back around and that was pretty much decided. I like, I, I was 15. Wow. I wrote a, Yeah. <laughs> I, uh, I wrote a letter to them saying, Hey, what does it take to work there? And they're like, you're too young. You know, talk to us in a few years when you're older. Uh-huh. And uh, so, um, in uh, so I went on to college, you know, my freshman year of college, Disney recruits college program. Yeah. And, um, so they came to the university of Nebraska and there were like 200 people that applied for this internship. It was crazy. And um, they only took 10 of us, and I was one of the 10. Wow. And, yeah. Do you and, still
0: remember uh, that day? I mean, what happened? Yes. Did you have to kind of walk up to them, tell your story and, and what you wanted to do? Or
1: Because nothing? there were so many of us, and there was only one person they sent from recruiting. They did us in groups of five or t- – I think there were five or six of us in a, in a group. So it was a group interview. Uh-huh. And um, basically they went down the line like, what do you want to do? What do, you, what do you hope to do? And I, I remember saying something to the effect, I will do anything. I, <laughs> I will do whatever you want me to. <laughs> which they took quite literally because um, they put me in custodial, which was great. You would not believe how much fun I had in that department.
0: What is that, custodial? A
1: custodial uh-huh. is uh, janitorial work. It's just cleaning. You know what I had to do? Wow. This is great this is the best summer of my life. I was 19. Uh Um, (laughs) so they put me at Disney Hollywood studios, which was used to be Disney MGM studios Mm -hmm. and, um, with a whole bunch of other college program students. And, uh, we closed the park. Basically we worked from like three to 11 and, um, I was a street cleaner. So I had the little pan and broom and I walked around my area and told people where to find the restrooms and the attractions and what time the parade was and what time the fireworks were. And, and I cleaned up some pretty gross stuff and I emptied trash cans. <laughs> and, um, at the end of the night, we'd all gather at the, um, we used to call it the nose. Now it's, um, they took out, it used to be the sorcerer's hat and now they took that out. It's in front of um, the great movie, right? But that's where they usually do the fireworks at night. Yeah. And we wait until fireworks were over and then we would do like uh, fireworks cleanup and that would be kind of the end of our, our shift. And um, we just, you know, what job do you, do you get to go and sit at the end of the night and watch fireworks every night, and then you know, and and have fun?
0: Yeah. So we was, was work just... at a castle and, and <laughs> <laughs> surrounded by <laughs> exactly. Disney characters.
1: Exactly. So that was my. Um, I mean, that's not my earliest memory, but that's definitely um, stuff that stands out from like my teenage years.
0: And so it it didn't really kind of spoil the magic once you've seen kind of the the, the behind the scenes of that world? Because that would be my fear. It's like like asking a magician, well, show me how you did the trick, and then it's it's no longer a trick.
1: Well, you know, I thought that would be. And, you know, I had gone on to work for them for a total of almost 18 years. Wow. On and off. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I never get sick of seeing Mickey Mouse, even though... And I don't know how much magic I want to ruin because there's only (laughs) one Mickey. Yes. Even though I know the people that were involved in the creation of him in the theme parks, Mm -hmm. let's put it that that way. I knew who was involved with that. So, but it never—it was just always Mickey Mouse. So I always got excited and like, oh hey, there's the boss. Let's go say hi. (laughs) The boss. But no, I don't think I—I ever did get um, tired of of working. There day after day and seeing, you know, the stuff that most people don't see. I I, I
0: saw a little bit of, of that passion when we actually went to Disneyland and Disney World later on. Disney, We went to Disneyland Paris, I think, with, with a group of people. Yes, And yes. you showed us everything and I could feel the magic. And then later on, Disney World, that was even more fantastic. It was so huge and Wow, like I've I've been homesick ever since. So I can totally oh, I, relate to that. It's like, man, if I could do an internship, <laughs> it's too bad they don't employ priests. But I would, yeah, I'd do anything.
1: <laughs> oh, they'd employ priests. You just couldn't wear your collar.
0: <laughs> okay, well, because I, I
1: actually, I know, uh-huh. um, there's been, um, I've heard of a priest working at um, well, Disney world just, but you know, you have to wear what they tell you to wear. So I'm going to oh, right would know. I'm gonna <laughs> talk to my bishop right
0: away. I'm going to talk to my bishop.
1: But yeah, that what was, I was going to say something to the effect of, yes, I think I'm in Nebraska now. Cause, um, you know, things, circumstances, life, you know, mm-hmm, and sure. and there isn't a, a day probably this morning or, cause today, um, I, I don't want to date the show, but I'm going to date the show. There's a lot of stuff in my newsfeed about Walt Disney World because it's their anniversary. Ah, and I'm okay. like, oh, gosh, I wish I were there today. <laughs> so there's every day I kind of like, especially when the weather gets nice in Florida, I just wish I were there. Yeah, it
0: starts <laughs> tingling again. and <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Well, fortunately, there's also a lot of Disney that we can uh, experience at home while watching the movies. And that brings me to my next question. Which movie, which Disney movie resonates the most with you? Which which is your favorite <laughs> one or the one that, you know, is is you?
1: <laughs> that is so funny because I can't. I, you know, I, I did have a some ideas about this particular subject and i wrote down a couple movies now i have a list of go to disney movies that i watch um like i get in the mood to watch and, uh-huh. and they're not the ordinary disney movies oh. they're um now i'm curious like like well one of them is saludos amigos
0: which what? i don't even know that one
1: it is um it's a usually they show it with the three cabareros and uh-huh. it's um, it starts out with it's it's like two mini movies in one. So it's like 45 minutes of Saludos Amigos where it's like a documentary in animation about the animators going to South America to create all these mini cartoons with Donald Duck and all that um, with Uh a South American flair. And there's something about the music in it or something about the story that just makes me feel good. So I I watch it all the time. And um, But then when it gets to the three cabarreros part, which is all the Mexican part, and the, mm-hmm. and then you get the other the cabarreros, um, I actually don't like that part, so I turn it off. <laughs> <laughs> or I, I sometimes watch it, but I, that's not my, the part I like.
0: Well, It's like, so like that's going to a restaurant I, where you, you really <laughs> like the dessert and you like the soup, but like the in-between thing, no, not so much.
1: <laughs> exactly. That's exactly what it is. Uh-huh. And then um, another, and I know there's a lot of fans out there, especially within the qpn community for this movie the emperor's new groove
0: ah, i love yeah. that movie that's a pretty um, recent one or well, well recent it's like 1990s I,
1: yeah no I, kidding or, is it yeah, that yeah, old already it'll be late wow. 90s if it might be 10 years old it might be a um, early 2000 mm-hmm. um and then another one well hold on hold on why Fast. why do you
0: like that one so much because it's not universal <laughs> It's it's got good no. songs. It's got really good songs, but I, I remember that the style was kind of wacky, a bit, bit very abstract.
1: I it's abstract, but you know what? It's it has that American sarcastic kind of humor uh-huh. that I really, my generation, I think, really appreciates. <laughs> cool. <laughs> yeah, and then the last one that I was thinking I really enjoy, and this is more of a sentimental um, reasoning behind it, is Lady and the Tramp. Oh. And um and it it just invokes this warm feeling every time I watch it and especially around Christmas time because it it opens and closes at Christmas time the the whole movie. And mm-hmm. so it just has that Christmassy movie feel throughout the whole movie that I really enjoy.
0: It's it's so. one of the movies that I watched as a child as well, and and I, I cherish it. It's it's wonderful. And it wasn't even one of the best ones, but it's just the story and the setting and I don't know. I I think I even had like a little booklet with a uh, record in it, like a tiny record you could play. And it would have the story in abbreviated form and it would be read by someone, but it would have the music, the Disney music. And then you would just, uh, there was like a signal, an audio signal, and then you had to turn the page and you saw the images of the. And I remember that actually more than the movie itself. All those those iconic images of the key (laughs) scenes in the movie. Mm -hmm. yeah nostalgia it's a strong thing especially with Disney. it is a strong
1: thing yeah well and like i almost picked another one and i'm like well why do i like that movie so much and it's not really the movie as the music Uh um which and it and it reminds me of my first college program which was pocahontas which came out in 1995 which is when i was 19 and i went Mm -hmm. down there and it came out that summer and i saw it for the first time that summer at disney and it just brings back those memories and it's right. not that it's a particularly great movie it's the music and it's really good it's awesome
0: um, yeah and it was very different it was like yeah. the first time we had a native american story and uh even the color palette that they used it's yeah very brownish orange very warm uh yeah cool and uh and it, so is pocahontas now a disney princess
1: yes Right, and you okay. can, uh, and if you wanted to see her, if you went to Florida, if you wanted to see her, she would probably be over at Animal Kingdom, Makes and sense. and Makes sometimes sense. studios. But yeah, she's mm-hmm. she appears at very select places. They occasionally bring her out over in Epcot at, at the American Adventure because she would be considered an American princess. Ah, I see. They never made a sequel of that, right? Yes, they did. Oh, they did. Okay, <laughs> uh, um, where she goes to America, and then she doesn't. You know, if you know, if you're. A, fan of history, she doesn't marry John Smith. She Mm. marries, um, oh, I can't remember his name right now. But, you know, it would be the story of her going to England. Okay.
0: So it's, and is it worth it? Because some of those sequels are pretty, pretty (laughs) nasty. (laughs) I'm going to
1: admit to you that I haven't seen it. And I've heard some, like, it wasn't all that great. (laughs) But I'm sure it would be... It would be nice for like if I had nothing better to do and I just wanted some something different. So I'm sure it's it's fine. It's Disney.
0: <laughs>
1: so if you could
0: play a role in any Disney movie made at any point in history, which character would you be?
1: Oh my gosh! Um, <laughs> which character would I be? Holy, you know that's the funny thing is like, you know. 20 years ago, my favorite characters were Jiminy Cricket and Tinkerbell. And really? I'm like, what I,
0: yes, the, the small ones.
1: Yes. <laughs> and, um, and the green ones too. Uh huh. <laughs>
0: yes. Now that you mention it <laughs> must be that Kermit vibe.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah. Kermit's my, yeah. Um, I don't know if I have a, a role in mind that I've always wanted to play. Um, I'm trying to think, uh, like, I really loved Rapunzel. Like, from Tangled. Oh. Ooh. She would be a good one. Yeah, yeah. I liked her a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, I can't say that any one particular character is like, that's so me. Mm-hmm. Um, although, um, I would love to play the villain at some point and be, um, <laughs> I would have loved to have been the villain in um, uh, Yzma, in um, The Emperor's New Group. Right, she just had right. the best one-liners. I, I've always thought that she was great. <laughs>
0: Villains are are underestimated, I think, in in the history of Disney. You have lots of princesses and princes walking around, and and animals, and the villains are kind of de- not so much in the forefront. I, I guess they don't want to scare children, but you, you see them in the parades, right? The villains,
1: right? Yes, yes, yeah. they're all there,
0: but they're not there fact... handing out autographs, and <laughs> you know, yes,
1: they are. Oh, they do. You can totally get um. Let me let me give you a list of villains that you could probably meet in Walt Disney World. You can meet uh-huh. Cruella De Vil. I've seen her several times. Cool. You can meet the wicked stepsisters from Cinderella and the wicked stepmother, and um, you could also meet um, Governor Radcliffe sometimes from Pocahontas. Mm-hmm. Um, you can meet both of the wicked queens, um, the old wicked queen and the younger wicked queen from snow white mm-hmm. and you could meet um basically all the wicked queens you you at some point you could meet them other than ursula you can't meet ursula obviously that would be hard to pull off in a costume um but uh, you know they the villains are just as um impressive at disney um, gaston from Beauty and the Beast, oh, you can totally yes. you can meet Gaston at Gaston's pub and he's, he's one of Walmart. my favorite
0: villains because he's so like one dimensional and <laughs> kind of dumb. Oh, yeah, they,
1: there's actually videos on YouTube if you ever Google that, um, or um go onto YouTube and search, you can find videos of Gaston at Walt Disney World and how he interacts with his um with the people who come to meet him.
0: Oh really? Oh he yeah. so he stays in character. <laughs> yes he does.
1: And very very well apparently.
0: Nice, nice. I'm I'm curious what they're gonna do with him in the live action version of of Belle and the Beast. Or Beauty and the Beast. I oh, have you not I suppose he's gonna oh. be part of it.
1: Yeah, I would imagine he's gonna be part. He's a big part of the story.
0: Yeah. So
1: um is that gonna be with songs and everything? I don't
0: actually know. I'm I've not seen any of those live action versions.
1: Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's gonna be with song. Mm. It would have to be. Well, well, I don't know. It's... We'll,
0: we'll wait and see. That's going to be yeah, for we'll another episode. Exactly. <laughs> but the Beauty and the Beast is another one of my favorite uh, movies in terms of of, of visuals because it was again it was one of the more newer movies, but it, it so much had that old fashioned Disney style in 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 the way the way everything was depicted, the humor, even the the the, the candles, you know, the movie the talking candles and felt like so but it's classic Disney.
1: Yes.
0: And uh, well, that,
1: I think was it beauty and the beast was the last one. Was it the last one to be hand painted yeah. or maybe no. Well, I don't know. Actually. Now that I say that, I think it was actually the little mermaid was the last one to mm-hmm. be hand painted by, you know, the ink and paint girls is what they used to call them. But I'm sure that's, you know, no longer the case, but yeah, it was hand painted mm-hmm. and, um, so you you step away from that a little bit until um, The Frog and the Prince, and they yeah. hand-painted some of that as well. Yeah,
0: which so. also was a very, very surprisingly good movie. Uh, great yes. songs, and uh, I was like, the, that is the simplest fairy tale there is. How can you yeah. turn that into a movie? And they did it.
1: And it was done, I mean, the gasp-worthy beautiful animation, just beautiful. I remember just being, wow, I can't believe they, somebody drew this and and put it in a movie. Yeah,
0: especially nowadays when everything is CGI and it's so expensive to do anything hand-drawn. Right. And still doing it. Yeah, that was almost as if they wanted to show the world, well, we can still do this.
1: (laughs) Well, and there have been scenes where I'm just, like, blown away by the amount of talent that went in to create the scene. Tangled is one of them where um, the lantern scene, you know, the Mm -hmm. the big love story um, climax of the movie. And they do all the paper lanterns in the sky. And I just remember just audibly gasping in the theater going, wow, because it was just (laughs) phenomenal.
0: Now, I have a question for for you specifically. You've worked so much for Disney. And so you've been also part kind of of the, uh, the, the whole the message of Disney, you could say. Because I, I suppose every, anyone who works at Disney is part of the story. Even if right. you're just sweeping the floor, right? You, you have to right. be in character even then and, and behave in a certain way. What would you say is characteristic of, of the way in which Disney approaches people? You know, visitors, children. What makes Disney Friendly? Disney? Yeah?
1: Friendly, approachable, and enthusiastic it's It's interesting because um so now I work for um, the University of Nebraska uh-huh. and they have a they have a brand book and it says, "You must not be you can be nice but not bubbly and I'm like, boy, am I in the wrong job <laughs> <laughs>
0: Bubbly. <laughs> like, that that sounds very much Disney. Yeah.
1: You're <laughs> not bubbly. Like, don't go there. That and for for so many years I've become like this bubbly person whether or not I I I'm really good at it. Uh-huh. But uh, you know, whether or not I feel it inside, I can really fake it. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it's it's such a, you know, um comp- if you've ever been to the other competitor theme parks, they don't have that enthusiasm. No, there's a there's true. a lackluster feeling of i'm not so excited to be here but i'm here because i can't work at disney <laughs>
0: <laughs> that sounds like something that that really happens a lot <laughs> people but go to florida the and they, they try to get a job and then they will end up at universal and they're like eh, I yeah i don't want to do this world. yeah <laughs> <laughs> that's <laughs> probably even worse
1: <laughs> no actually you know what i not to badmouth either theme parkers mm-hmm. i think they're great um that I if I had to pick the peppier theme park, it's actually SeaWorld. World, okay, and then cool. um, because they work with animals, and you can't yeah. really be. But yeah, there there's a there's definitely an um, attitude difference mm-hmm. with Disney—a uh, much hopeful, cheery, um, we can do anything attitude—that I I think I appreciate.
0: And I think it's also one of the reasons for the long-lasting success of Disney and and the mm-hmm. parks because that's what you look for when you when you think Disney. You want to be in that world where you don't have to worry about terrorism and about, you know, mm-hmm. the, the economy going down a drain or elections. Or, yes, there are evil characters, but they're so recognizably evil that, well, that's that's their job, you know. But yeah. it, there is always the hope that you'll make it and there will always be heroes and everybody helps each other. And there's humor and there's dance and there's songs, even in the deepest trouble. And, yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. – you know, I remember that when we when we visited um, Disneyland Paris, I think the first thing you told us was to notice the music from the speakers. Mm-hmm. And that was kind of part of – that was a very integral part of the experience. It's kind of this yeah. certain type of music that pr- puts you in a certain mood, even if it's raining or whatever, but it's anywhere – the, yeah, it's the fact you can't go anywhere in Disneyland without hearing some kind of music, and it's all coordinated right. so that there's always kind of this this happy sauce <laughs> that's covering everything.
1: Well, exactly, because you walk into um, Main Street, USA is a good example. Cause I love the soundtrack for it, it's mm-hmm. modeled off of Marceline, Missouri and Walt's day. So it's a hundred years old. This, you know, feel it has the turn of the century feel to it. Yeah. All of the music is musical music, um, from musicals that were, that depict that, that, um, that time frame. Like for example, there's stuff from the music man, which I love, which mm-hmm. takes place in the turn of the century. And it evokes that, that period there's, um, there's a lot of like um, turn of the century music. I'm trying to remember another musical they used, for the, but you, you've walked down there and not even just the music, but um, they pipe in, you walk by the bakery, they pipe in some chocolate chip cookie smell. No way. Main Street. They do yeah. that? That is so fabricated. Yes. So that you go into the bakery and get a cookie.
0: Oh wow! I had no idea. I thought it was just yeah. the merchandise smelling like that, but no. Th- it's
1: no, it's actually <laughs> it's more um, That is fabricated. I, oh, I feel like I'm ruining the magic. No, no, no. <laughs> actually, I'm, I'm like,
0: oh wow! Now I got to go back.
1: <laughs> I know. Um, I'm trying to remember any place else they do that, but uh-huh. it, it just invokes that warm, pleasant. Yeah. I want to go in there feeling. Awesome. So that uh, that's what Disney does extraordinarily well. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Is it something that we can recreate outside of Disney? I mean, is it is it possible to to live a kind of Disney-like lifestyle in a certain way? <laughs> Do I have to bake cookies every Saturday?
1: <laughs> well, that's the funny thing, too, is you, you would have to... Like, I know people who um, create, a, like, a mini Disney at their house. Oh, really? um, Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and I, let's say I probably have, and a lot of people, a lot of cast members probably have enough stuff to recreate portions of their favorite attractions (laughs) um one of the things i remember getting like 10 years ago 15 years ago was they the monorail electric monorail set came out with all of like like the like miniature castles and miniature like spaceship earth so you could kind of set up your own monorail to go around and one of my friends bought the whole set and set it up in um back office for himself oh really so everybody yeah so it kind of (laughs) Like oh so we can kind of have that monorail feel, and it had uh, <laughs> you know, and it had a little. I want to say it had a little push button that you could you could push the button and it would say the monorail, um like um opening like please stand clear of the doors oh, and really? it would say it in Spanish yeah, because <laughs> it has to be authentic.
0: <laughs> of course, of course, and I think that was part of the, uh, also the 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 Epcot. A philosophy right and and the the right. way in which Walt Disney envisioned a future uh, which was always very optimistic and yes. and in a way we live in that future now and unfortunately well no monorails or at least not many <laughs> and, and it's not as bright as we all hoped it would be
1: well but I think that's um, when they were creating the future in the 1960s or the 1950s when Walt was creating um, his prototype Community of Tomorrow Tomorrowland, yeah. You know, he was saying... yeah. Well, not even Tomorrowland, Epcot. Oh, Oh, wow. Yeah, did you not... So Mm -hmm. a long time ago, you know, before Walt died, he unveiled his his plans for the prototype community of tomorrow, which turned into two different things. One of it is Epcot, what we know as Epcot today. Mm -hmm. And then the other one is um, a community that Disney built, which is called Celebration Florida, which is based off that template um, of having everything picturesque and perfect and um, and expensive because <laughs> you can't have perfect without the price tag to go along with it. Probably. But if you want to live in the perfect community, then you can, you can go to celebration Florida and your house ha- has to have, you know, a certain color. You can have a picket fence in front of it. It definitely invokes that feeling, but Go ahead, sorry.
0: No, no, no. I was wondering, did that impact you uh, your own outlook on the future and the way you look at does it or or is it more something that is like escapism and from time to time you kind of wallow into that and then you're back in the real world and everything's kind of grim and
1: Well, I think that's one of the things about, you know, when Walt created all this in the 1960s, he probably was looking at the vision of the future from his generation and and when he got there he was like oh it's not as great as we all thought it was going to be either oh, <laughs> you, know, yeah, yeah.
0: you have a point you have a point that's it's, it's, um, probably part of every generation it's like ah.
1: well and not to this isn't a non-disney movie but mm-hmm. um midnight in paris the woody allen film i think depicts that theme oh, very well i've never have seen, you ever that, seen that no movie no. Midnight so, in paris. um it has owen wilson in it uh-huh and it's a Woody Allen. He's in Paris and he's like, I wish I could live in the 1920s in Paris. Yeah. And this and it goes back to Paris in the 1920s. And he's like, Oh, I want to just stay here. And he meets a girl in the 1920s. And the girl's like, I wish I could live in Paris in the 19, or in the 1880s or 1890s. You know, the, the, the days of moulin rouge Uh and they go back to there and she's like i don't want to go back to the 1920s this is much better and he's like i don't (laughs) want to go back to the night or the 2015 because this is so much better oh cool and then (laughs) and then he has this realization that every generation thinks that the nostalgia that it was better back then yeah and maybe that's it's a reverse thing where we think Mm -hmm. everything is better it's going to be so much better in the future um a, a psychologist is studying this and he, we have mm-hmm. rose colored glasses, we have. Dan Gilbert, if anybody's interested. Mm-hmm. Um, but he, we do see things as cheerful and more hopeful than reality is. Reality is that people are going to get sick. Yeah. Wars might happen, you know, um, tragedies will happen, but you know, then yes, escapism is a big part of the Disney experience. And being in the world where we don't have to worry about wars or or um anger, mm-hmm. well, not that there's not anger <laughs> in the theme park, but you know, you don't have to worry about um, starvation or or the big heady issues that are taking place in the world for just a few hours,
0: and I think and then it's you go back to it some people would say, you know that's that's bad. It's escapism, and why don't people live in 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 the real world? Uh, and, but I've always thought, uh, isn't that the function of fairy tales? In, in, mm-hmm. in, uh, don't we need that hope, even if it's yes. just imaginary hope, but just to remind us of an alternative to the world that we live in and to the violence that surrounds us? And, and these stories in a way, and I think with theme parks is similar. You, you have an experience that teaches you something. And it's not meant to stay there. You're not meant to stay there. It's yeah. like a movie. It has a beginning and an end. And then when you step back into your real life, you've learned something that you can apply to your own way of dealing with people, dealing with evil, with setbacks. And
1: that's the yeah. function
0: of these experiences, I think.
1: Right. Well, and I I think also... Um, if you've ever seen somebody who were who lives in the reality everyday reality they do it does chip away at their sense of hope and it does chip away and they become cynical and they become you know uh, a little bit morose about what's happening Mm -hmm. but so i think there needs to be a balance and i think disney provides that moment of like oh there is some good in the world let's let's show it to you yeah and yeah
0: and I think they do a good job because it's very difficult to stay cynical when you're walking around in, 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 in Disneyland or when yeah. you're watching a Disney movie. It's, you get in that right. mindset and you have to be really sour and bitter to not enjoy that. Because it's, it's, it's oh, probably yeah. also why, why children relate so much to these stories. Uh, yeah. They're much more open to it. They're, they're less jaded probably because they've not seen so much of the dark side of the world.
1: Yeah, exactly. And and I, I think that it's good not it's good to have your foot in the in the real world and, and mm-hmm. be realistic. But it's also so good to get into the world where anything is possible. And, you know, Disney creates that space. Oh, it yeah. creates a space for families to spend time together. And where does, you know, hope start? It starts with the parents. It starts with the family. True. And, you know, so, um, you know, that's one other good thing that Disney does. It brings families together
0: yeah yeah and gives them a a very strong experience that will actually help the this family to 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 tighten that bond that's any anything that's a strong experience whether you go out you know climbing a mountain or or going to a theme park those are memories for life and uh, and that's that's i mean those theme parks are very expensive nowadays but i i I can totally see that it's worth the investment because it it gives children something that they will never forget.
1: Well, you know, I know you were going to ask about my earliest Mm -hmm. theme park or my, not my theme park, because everything defaults to theme park, my (laughs) earliest Disney experience. And um, I have um, two, one non-theme park and one theme park related, which is my parents took me. To Disney when I was just turned seven I think was in first grade Mm -hmm. Um, and it was Epcot had just opened like it was a month after Epcot had opened and I remember bits and pieces of that trip more vividly than other childhood memories you know I remember it's a small world loving it's a small world Um, Mm -hmm. we went on two thousand leagues under the sea and I hated it and cried (laughs) the whole time because I (laughs) I thought we were really going in a real submarine, and it freaked me out. (laughs) And I cried through the Haunted Mansion because, you know, it was too scary for me. Um, (laughs) I was terrible. Why did they? I I remember all the negative things that, no. And then I remember standing in line for two hours for Spaceship Earth over at Epcot. But but I remember also feeling like, this is awesome. I loved every minute of it, even the two hours we spent in line at Earth. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and I nostalgically look back at that time with my whole family, my brothers and my, my parents, and say, that was a great trip, even though I was seven. Yeah.
0: Awesome. <laughs> Early memories. And, yeah, they never leave us. Mm-hmm. I have a whole bunch of other questions. I sent you the question in advance. Um But right. I also want to keep this a little bit concise. Are there questions in there that you think about? Well, I'd like to say something about that. I'd hate to pick and choose for you.
1: Oh, um, hold on. Okay, this is terrible. I actually printed out those unmade notes.
0: Wow, cool! <laughs> You're very yeah. good. Well prepared.
1: <laughs> I'm well prepared, I guess. Um, because a lot of these, you know, since I have so much Disney experience, mm-hmm. I couldn't pick out just one. Um, <laughs> would, like the.
0: I kind of feared that is like this is going to be hard to keep very short and concise.
1: I know, <laughs> like you know the um. There's, I think, I thought you had one about music on here, and I'm like, Mm -hmm. how could I pick out my favorite Disney music? Because I have a big collection of Disney songs. In fact, Pandora, if you're interested, Uh and I've been listening to this a lot, it's kind of embarrassing. I've been listening to it at work, is they have the Happiest um, Music on Earth playlist Mm -hmm. on Pandora, and so I've been listening to Disney Yeah, and so I tried to keep it low so that, you know, all these very serious um, professors that are walking by my desk are not going, are you listening to Disney music? You're very bubbly
0: today. Don't do that.
1: (laughs) Well, actually, there is one professor that she walks around with a Walt Disney World resort mug. And I'm
0: like, you're my
1: person. That's very good. (laughs) Um, So it was really hard for me to um, come down to what music music too but yeah this is interesting i for me um this question of what song do i like and what it's um i was listening the other day and um peter pan soundtrack yeah um the second star to the right mm-hmm. that is the quintessential disney song for me and Why? i just uh, and the funny thing is, is i don't like the movie peter pan uh-huh. like i i don't think i've ever watched it all the way through there's something about that story that just doesn't doesn't i don't like or, or not that i don't like this uh-huh. song too strong but it doesn't resonate enough for me to be interested hmm. but I so why, why that song
0: so what's what's it about that song that's so quintessential disney
1: it it has that whole wholesome and hopeful theme to it and um you know the um i like the choir aspect of it because it does bring you back to the earlier disney 1950s 1940s feel mm-hmm. and um I think that's the, the style I like. And then the, it's such a sweet and tender song that it doesn't invoke that nostalgia um, and hopefulness. Cause it's a, about the second star to the right and who doesn't look up at the night sky and look at and wonder and wonder what's just beyond that. And yeah. Yeah. So yeah, <laughs> I'd like all these hopeful <laughs> Disney songs, like um, go the distance from Hercules. I heard that yesterday and I was like, Oh, I love this song. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause it's so it's it's a theme song for anybody who's has a dream, and then I love the um, just around the river bend from Pocahontas. Yeah, same theme. It's actually, love just around
0: it. the river bend sounds a lot like the second star to the, to the ride. You're right. Just, You're just around the river right. bend. That's why I love know? it.
1: Yeah, <laughs> that and it brings back such great memories of that time in my life. So. Yeah. Yeah. If you could wish upon
0: a star, what would you wish? <laughs>
1: if i could uh, only one wish okay um this is um i would wish that i could travel all the time and not have to work full-time <laughs> i wish i could go you know right now I, i'd like if i could i'd be at florida right now this week and mm-hmm. then when I got tired of it, not that I ever get tired of it, then I'd be like, oh, I think I'll go over, I'll pop over to Tokyo. And I want to go to Disneyland in Tokyo. Oh, I'll spend two weeks there. Oh, okay, I'm tired of this. Let me go to France. You know, I want to, I would love to be able to do that. So,
0: it, I think it's very compatible with the whole Disney <laughs> lifestyle, right? It's right. adventure, discovering, traveling, expand your horizon, looking for the yeah. next star.
1: <laughs> exactly. Yeah.
0: Fantastic. Finally, to wrap things up, um, do you have any Disney tips for our listeners? Something oh, that right. they need to check out or, or perhaps, as, you know, advise as someone who's worked so long for Disney? what? what I'm just curious. You must have some, some secrets, some Disney secrets that we can
1: I, learn from. I was actually planning to write a book at some point with all of my Disney tips. Do um, it. So it. Do it. I, but, the problem is, is that I haven't been to Disney World in a year and a half. And I'm like, oh, everything, I'm, you know, there's certain things that are outdated now or don't even exist. And that gives you a so reason I, to go back for research.
0: What are you I complaining about? I just
1: bought my ticket. <laughs> yeah. I know. Um, my, my, one of my favorite Disney tips I tell people is get up early, go early, and get a hotel. Um, like, if you can, I know it's expensive, mm-hmm. at Disney go back to your hotel room around noon have lunch there do not yeah i mean you can have it in the theme park but Mm -hmm. expect if you're gonna eat just fast food it's gonna you're gonna be waiting a long time yeah but i i'm one of those go back to your, your hotel take a swim take a nap go back to the parks around five or six and enjoy you know a late evening at at the parks and you will enjoy your experience a lot more because between the hours of like one and five it's that's when the parks are at their max capacity usually um and then um around five o'clock all the families with little kids they leave and you know because their kids are getting cranky and because they've been there all day Mm -hmm. and that's when you come back and the weather's usually better you know it's starting to cool off because if you're in if you're in florida it gets rather muggy and hot during the day so it does and, you know, if you get, go down back to the part, you know, to your resort and you go for a swim and cool down and lay in the hotel room and take a nap, you're you're recharged and ready to go back and enjoy the, the evening. So and you can stay all the way too. to the
0: to the fireworks.
1: Exactly.
0: And watch people like Deborah cleaning up after you.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, that was so much fun. Um, but that I've done. Nev- uh, you know, I, I know that um, some of the SQPNers and, and people know that I've done multiple. Types of jobs at Walt Disney World, yeah. and that was just one of them. So
0: fantastic! Well, thank you so much for this very bubbly interview. <laughs> I totally want to go to Disneyland now, so I'm going to check my bank account <laughs> and my calendar to see if I can make that happen. Where can people find you and follow you?
1: Well, um, my handle is a very Disney handle. It's Diz D I S L P thirty eight, um, and that's um, I don't do much for Twitter, but my Instagram account—that's like my favorite app right now—and um, then um, Facebook, Deborah Jane mm-hmm. Um That's the two main apps that you can you can find me on.
0: Very cool. Right now. And of course, stick and, around, uh, listen to our shows because uh, Deborah is part of them from time to time. And uh, we also have our archives, our Secrets of Disney that are currently in the vault, in the audio vault. And for our supporters, people that help us, uh, we've got patrons, we've got um, friends of SQPN, Uh, From time to time, we will re-release those episodes. So if you want to get a hold of that, check out our show notes over at tridio.com. That's uh, like video, but then TR instead of the V. So tridio.com. And uh, this production... This is a Tridio production. is brought to you by SQPN, and you can find SQPN over at sqpn.com. Deborah, thank you so much. Is there a special Disney greeting for, like, Disney uh, insiders or... It just no
1: i well i you know we always joke that have a disney day we say that a lot and i like that yeah but it means two things it's kind of like bless your heart and and southern slang it okay. could mean a bad thing too
0: <laughs> <laughs> i'm just going to say have a bubbly disney day yes <laughs> thanks take care <laughs> bye. now bye bye